Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 76. So, um, how are you? I did promise that I would um, record an episode before Christmas for you to listen to. Now, you may or may not be able to tell the difference. I'm not in the booth at the moment. I'm sat at my desk. I'm kind of doing an impromptu episode, which hopefully you'll enjoy. So you will hear some noises. The house is full of people, so you might hear some of those noises. And the reason I'm at my desk is because part of what we're going to do is a review of the episodes, and I'm just kind of scrolling through them and looking at them while we do it. So what's going to be in this episode? Um, We're going to look at three things. We're going to look at what's gone on in our world this year. We're going to have a look back at the episodes that came out this year, and then at the end we're going to look forward and talk about next coming year. And specifically, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, which, of course, you may or may not know is one of my favourite subjects. So I don't know what your year's been like this year. It's been a very, very difficult year for lots of people. I hope you haven't been too badly affected by it. If you have, I really hope things improve and get better. And, you know, as time goes on, the things we need in our life to get some joy start to come back for you. If you listen to the podcast regularly, I did a couple of updates during the year. So you'll know that some things have gone on this year. We moved house in January. And as part of Moving House, I had to build a new studio. So um, I documented that building of the studio on Instagram. You could do it with me. So the studio has been completely changed. I changed jobs. So I moved from being employed to being self-employed. So I started up a business called SON Development. And I'm doing what I love doing, really, which is working with people to help them get better. And that's meant this year I've had lots of face-to-face learning activity going on with companies like Sussex Pass, who I've done loads of work with this year. Um, I previously worked for Carpet Right. I left Carpet Right, but did some work with some of their regional managers, one of my favourite bits of what I did before. And as well as doing the face-to-face learning and training, I've also been doing my own digital training, so creating my own content. You might have seen some of my films on YouTube Hopefully, as time has gone on, you've seen them get better um, because that's a pretty steep learning curve around filming and editing and all that kind of stuff as well. I built the website. On the website, there are some examples of um, of, of what we do at SON Development. But um, so there's been a lot of self-development this year, setting up the business, learning how to do some of the things that are going to become part of my livelihood, part of um, my income. Um, been working closely again with... Uh, Friend of the show, Laurie, um, been doing some voiceover work for some content, uh, some content, some fantastic films that Laurie's been making as well. So it's been great working with him. So lots and lots on. Uh, Lisa has been crazy busy in um, what was at the start of the year for her, a new role. Now she's, she's well established in the role and she's doing a great job. I think she's fantastic. Don't tell her that I said she's fantastic. It's just our secret, okay? 
So, um, lots of stuff going on in our life, and I'm sure you've had lots of lots of stuff going on in your life as well. So, it's been a tumultuous year, some very difficult stuff, some good stuff this year, and I thought um, what might be useful is just to very quickly just skip through the episodes that we put out this year. There was only eight of them. Um, I didn't quite make it one a month, but not that far off, and have a look at what we've covered. So, um, yeah, we had eight episodes out this year. Not been quite as regular as I'd liked it to have been, but we've covered loads of good stuff. Half of those episodes have been interview-type episodes, um, and half of them have been focused on specific subjects. So we're going to have a quick scan through. I'm going to remind you what those episodes were. I'll put a little snip of those episodes in this podcast so you can hear the snip. And um, hopefully there's uh, one or two in there you might want to go back and listen to or listen to again. So we started the year off in February with an episode called Looking Ahead. So in episode 69, uh, we had a look at what was coming this year. And, you know, so we talked about some of the stuff I've just talked to you about, moving house and building the new studio and all that kind of stuff. We started off with the idea of doing a Q&A thing, but things got away from us. So anyway, February, episode 69, here's a snip. Please feel free to steal them or adapt them or use your own. We had... Repairs, cleaning... Change of address, packing, legal and paper. Laurie, give us an example of a question. So if Sharp was an app, what would Sharp 1.2 look and sound like? Thanks, Laurie. I will answer that question in a future episode. Nothing's permanent, nothing's personal, and there was another P. I don't feel like I want to add on something frivolous. Oh, f- <laughs> God. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> Normal services resumed. <laughs> I'm fed up writing the episodes. You write them. I want you to tell me what works so I can then share it on this podcast. I found it. Nothing's perfect. Nothing's permanent. Nothing's personal. Bonnie Duran. Then in March, it was episode 70. This episode is one of my favourites. It was one of my favourites to make. It's one of my favourites, as far as the subject is concerned. And I, and I think it's one of our best episodes. So we talked about work-life balance. And what I like about this episode, it went out in March this year. Actually, we asked ourselves the question, is there such a thing as work-life balance? And we went on a journey whilst making it. So we started off thinking, actually, yeah, it's obvious what work-life balance is. And then as we got into it and I started to do a bit of research and so on, I kind of changed my view. Episode 70, it talks all about the kind of the, the, the ingredients to consider when you're talking about work-life balance. There were some unhelpful adverts from Steve in the field who made an appearance. Then there was, we shared some resource. Sean Aker's TED Talk is my favourite TED Talk of, of all of them. I really love it. I love his style. I love his delivery of the way he does what he does. He's got great content. Um, he talks about gratitude and journaling and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, episode 70 came out March the 21st, it's called Work-Life Balance, here's a snip. What do we actually mean when we say work-life balance? That I found it quite easy to balance work and life when I didn't have any work. (laughs) I want to ask you to consider a different perspective on work-life balance. You cannot separate your work from your life. But, you know, we live in the real world. There are going to be things that we have to do that we don't want to do. Uh, if you're unhappy with all of this, you could change a job. The BBC says that one third of the world's population lives on less than $2 a day. 
So, action number one. Practical steps to change our perspective. This graph looks boring, but this graph is the reason that I get excited and wake up every morning. And this graph doesn't even mean anything. It's fake data. What we found is... Then it was April. See, we, we did all right. February, March, April. In April, it was a really short episode, and it was episode 71, about meditation. So as you may know, I've been meditating for um, quite some time, quite a few years, and I made a video on YouTube uh, about the benefits of meditation. So we put the audio from the video into a podcast episode as well. So if you want to find out about meditation, I talked about kind of the stuff that helps me really, what I've got out of it, how I've benefited from being calm, losing the inner chatter, a big thing about separating the match and the fuse. Anyway, it's all in there. There's loads of resource in that episode as well in the show notes about 10% uh, uh, happier and Jack Cornfield and Headspace. So episode 71, meditation benefits. Here's the snip. Now, when I say the word meditation, what does it make you think about? Maybe it makes you think about things like this, or maybe this. Well, while the roots of meditation are based in ancient Hinduism and Buddhism, these days meditation is enjoyed by millions of people for its health benefits, its stress reduction, and its ability to help with anxiety and your overall sense of well-being. And the good news is, you don't have to have cushions, candles, chants or incense, well, not unless you want to. The other good news is you don't have to do the lotus position, which is a good job too, because I can't even cross my legs. Okay, then it was May. And for the first of a few interview episodes this year, we've done more of those this year, I think, than any other year, we talked to Casanova Brooks. So May this year, episode 72 was Casanova Brooks. Now, this guy is a flipping tornado of energy. He's a self-made millionaire. It's based over in the States. We looked at loads of stuff about goals, about building relationships. Some of his terminology, the 40-40-40. We talked about work-life harmony. He presented a different perspective. How many cats there are, and so on. Loads and loads of stuff in this episode. If you need some inspiration about being successful in business and you want to hear somebody who has been successful in business, I promise you, listen to Casanova Brooks, Episode 72 will really help. Here's a snip. Here's Casanova Brooks. Is there anything you don't do? Yeah, I do a lot. I, I love it because I feel like everything makes me come alive. And so I tried to, to create something that was bigger than me, which is Dream Nation. And the goal is to inspire everyone to live a life by their design, no matter what their dream is. 95% of the time, it's not a no. It's just a not right not now. now. How do you relax? I would honestly say, and if you're asking my wife and she's sitting right here, I don't. What's the top thing that makes you productive? I always try to find a way to have inspiration rather than just motivation because motivation is short term. And I have those bad goals, which is big, hairy, audacious goals, right? <laughs> Final question. What should I have asked you that I haven't asked you? The thing that's allowed me to really have success it's really understanding that the three E's are. Right. 
this is then kind of when there were sort of gaps. <laughs> so uh, the next episode, which wasn't really an episode, but it was an update in August of this year, was just that. So we'd gone from May to August, and I just wanted to give you a bit of an update, really, to to explain to you kind of what's been going on and where the podcast was heading and that kind of stuff. So it's not really an episode. I don't even think there's really very much to listen to. Hang on, I'm going to play it in here. Hang on a minute. Get feedback now. Probably stop. Yeah, so anyway, August was a quick update. Not really an episode. September was an episode. Episode 73, we spoke with my friend Susie the Casual Birder. Now, I've known Susie for a very long time. Susie has a podcast called The Casual Birder Podcast, and we've connected and talked about podcasting and all sorts of stuff for quite some time. But we realised that we'd never spoken. We'd done all our engagement electronically. I'm just going to drip, drink a bit of my tea and have some of my mince pie because it's Christmas. I do like a mince pie. Um, sorry. So I was talking to, I was talking about the episode we did with Susie. So this came out in September of this year. It was episode 73. And it was called Joy and Deadlines. And first of all, we talked about the word joy because we just both like the word joy. Secondly, Susie really very kindly opened herself up and talked about not just what was successful about her podcast and her workflow and how she does what she does, but also where her challenges were. And I'm massively grateful for Susie being open because I learned so much from it and you definitely would learn a lot from this episode. And if you're stuck with something and you don't know how to move on, you don't know how to get going with some of the things you need to get going with in this episode, you would definitely be able to relate to. Susie and I had a long chat. We looked at what she was stuck with. We looked at some methods and some ways of solving the problem. So have a listen. It's called Joy and Deadlines. It was out in September of this year. It's episode 73. Here's a snip. I'm I'm so close to finishing this. If I could yep. just spend the next bit of time, it will, yep. it will finish. And you don't. Something else happens. And it's it's a continual cycle. But yes, absolutely. Because I know that I do work much better when there's a real deadline. That's what I really want to do is get my system sorted so that I can devote that one day to podcasts, but I can be ahead of the game. That's the position I want to get to because that will free up my weekends to do family stuff. It will mean I've gone to work and I've come home and I'm not thinking I've got to spend some time tonight to do my podcast because the podcast is my passion project. Yeah. So if you said, if you gave yourself a 12-hour window, yeah, I think that will do two things. It will A, make your family life better because you've communicated and you've got boundaries. I'm just slightly mindful of <laughs> drifting into <laughs> marriage advice in <laughs> Let's quickly move away. It's all about time management as well, though, and and, and productivity. So there was only really a gap. Well, there was quite a gap, actually, from May to September. Anyway, sorry. Um, In October, in episode 74, we talked to Mark Billage. Now, Mark is, um, he's been a successful CEO. He knows his stuff in relation to running businesses, teams, communication, and Mark's launched his own business called Smart Culture. And you can either access Smart Culture to find out about how you can get Mark to help you personally, uh, hands-on work with you and your team to improve communication, your leadership principles and so on. But there's also loads of resource there. And he just was just publishing a book at that point in time. Um, The book is called I See You. And it's all about leadership principles and communication as well. And if you listen to the episode, you will understand why... It's called ICU or Sawubona. 
I've definitely pronounced that incorrectly. Anyway, you need to listen to it to understand what we mean by that. So this is episode 74. Uh, we look at communication, culture, resilience. The resilience part is was, in fact, we were only going to talk about resilience, but we ended up talking about all this other fantastic stuff as well. But how you can be resilient, that might be a useful skill to develop if you're finding things challenging. So here's a snip, episode 74, Resilience and Smart Culture with Mark Billage. You tend to find that you will um, resonate easier with people who have similar uh, voices to yourself and find it harder to access others. And what I'm about is trying to help people in that dynamic of um, interaction to say, you know, when that guy's in the, in the meeting, I really don't understand what, he, what he's saying. Or is he just really trying to wind me up? And actually what we're trying to do is help people understand that people are not being intentional usually about that kind of thing but are actually just seeing things differently um, and expressing them through their voice and it's about being able to access appreciate that and see where people are coming from okay and then the penultimate episode of the year because of course this is the final episode of the year episode 75 in november we talked to aaron morton this was a really good conversation. The episode's called Physical and Mental Fitness. And I gave it that title because the subject we talk about was really, Aaron is a, is a personal trainer, so he helps people with their fitness. But he doesn't just do that. He helps them with eating. He helps them with breathing, sleeping, movement. He, he looks at the bigger picture, the wider picture around the things that can affect people's fitness, their mental health, Great things like general physical preparedness or specific physical preparedness. That was really cool. Um, we coined a phrase called general relationship preparedness. I can't remember who came up with it. It was probably Aaron. Uh, but that's a useful thing that we invented in the moment. And we talked quite a lot about crisps as well. In fact, the episode was going to be called crisps. But um, uh, we thought maybe that might limit its appeal. So episode 75 came out in November of this year. Physical and mental fitness with Aaron Morton. Here's a snip. If you can have this increased level of general physical preparedness, then things become a lot easier in life, and then you can you can free up, like you say, free up the thing your brain power to do the things that you want to do uh, in order to, and you know that as a result of that, you become less stressed. Uh, you're you become healthier because you're because uh, you know you're you're exercising more, but you don't feel like it's a strain to exercise. You don't feel like it's a, it, it's you know you can't do it. You you just do it. Okay, so that's it. So eight episodes of this year, not quite as many as you know or the like to have done, but it has been a real up and down year, hasn't it? I mean, it must have been for you. I can't imagine that you've had it easy this year. I don't think anybody has. So as we get to the end of 2021, and I'm recording this on December the 20th, so it's quite a quick, not rush job, but I'm doing it quite quickly to get it out before Christmas. Obviously, it's that time of year when we start looking forward and we start looking forward to 2022 and beyond. So I want to talk about New Year's resolutions and some alternatives. But firstly, there are things we are not in control of, aren't there? And I really hope that for you in 2022, the things that you are not in control of, but that do have an impact on your life, get better. We've got to get this blooming pandemic behind us. Surely we have to get this pandemic behind us. We have to get back into doing things as we would. And I 
I'm a firm believer that the human spirit will prevail and that ultimately we will overcome it, despite some unusual decisions that are being made, um, but probably with good intentions. Now, at this time of year, there are there is the risk that many people will... My phone... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but my phone just beeped. And I'm going to leave that in because there's a reason why that's relevant to this podcast. Um, if I forget, will you remind me? Anyway, where were we? New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions don't work. It's very, it's very clear. There's, a, there's an article by Forbes. It's a really good article, actually. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's very clear that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail. And in this article, there's lots of ideas about why they fail. Um, I'll give you my take on it. I think that New Year's resolutions fail because they are too focused on the problem we're trying to solve and not focused enough on the direction we want to go in. So let me explain what I mean by that. New Year's resolutions tend to be around things like losing weight, improving on poor fitness. You know, we haven't looked after ourselves this year, so we want to do better. Removing bad habits. They're often, they're often about stopping doing things. They're often about moving away from the pain of doing something. Now, that's a great motivation. You know, if you're, if, if you're overweight and you want to lose weight, if you smoke and you want to stop smoking, it, it's great to have that motivation. And of course, the start of a new year is always a, you know, a, 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 an understandable time for us to start thinking about those things. However, it won't make the change, you won't make the change, if you've only got motivation. We need more than motivation. We need a plan and we need some real tangible things to help us make change in our lives. Now, you can change your habits at New Year. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with changing habits at New Year, but you need more than, than motivation or just good intention. You need a plan. You need to think with some intention around, what am I going to put in place to support me? It's like scaffolding. You have to have the support framework in place in order to make sure that you can build it. So what kind of support framework would we need for changing habits? Here are some things I found really work. Accountability and support. So deciding who's going to help me. How am I going to set myself up? What's my interaction with other people going to be like around this change? How am I going to make myself accountable? So accountability to someone else. I'm going to make this change and uh, I'm going to declare specifically what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell someone or tell some people and they will help me on my journey. They'll check in with me, friends, family, whoever it is. You know, once a day I'm going to do this, once a week I'm going to do this, once a month I'm going to do this. Whatever the, whatever the routine is, getting your family to check in. Are you doing the things you said you were going to do? They're not checking, have you changed the habit? They're not looking for the outcome. All they're doing is, if you said, um, I'm going to go for a five-minute walk every day, having someone check whether you've been for your walk is massively powerful with building that routine. So you need accountability, you need support, and you need multiple tools. It's a bit of a cliche, but if the only thing you've got is a hammer, everything will look like a nail. I'm going to give you a specific example. The change I made doesn't really matter, but I'm going to share with you the how. So what I changed isn't important. It probably doesn't relate to you. But how I changed it could be useful to you. So I gave up drinking alcohol. On previous occasions in my life, I've tried stopping drinking alcohol, but they failed. And... This time, the things I had in place have worked where other stuff hasn't worked. So, like I said, I'm not suggesting you have to stop alcohol. I mean, like, hello, Steve, put a podcast out at Christmas and tell people to stop drinking. 
Although some people do often say the new resolution is I'm going to drink less or not drink. Anyway, like I said, it doesn't matter what the subject is. It's the how. To stop drinking alcohol, here are the things I had in place. I got a daily email from um, someone called Bell at Tired About Thinking About Drinking. Now, this is a great resource. It's specifically for, um, for people that are, that are deciding to give up alcohol. But the point is, it was a daily reminder reminding me constantly why I'm doing what I'm doing. So that routine of daily repetition, daily reminding, coming in from an external source was really powerful. The second thing is, and this is, you see, this is, it's like it's all joining up now. That beep on my phone, I've got two apps that showed me how much I was saving, like financially, how much I was saving, and the health benefits to me as time went on. And that beeps to remind me that they haven't seen me for a little while because I now have less of a need to check in with the app. Um, so in fact, I'm going to look at my phone and I'm going to tell you what the app is because if you actually do want to give up drinking alcohol, that's it's a great app to use. It's called Easy Quit Drinking. <laughs> it's been a while since I looked. Anyway, the point is that these apps showed me two things. It showed me how much I was saving, pound notes, financially how much I was saving, and the health benefits I was working toward. And it's great to watch those things build over time. And they're great resources. If things become tricky, you can look and say, wow, look, I've made this much progress. I feel really strongly about the fact if you're going to change something, you're going to make something better, focus on the progress you have achieved, not how far away you are from the goal that you want to get to. Goals can be useful, but they also can be distracting. What this app does is it shows you on the progress you have achieved. And this particular one shows me how much money I was saving. So you can watch these things build over time, and that's a great resource to help you if things get tricky. I listened to other people's opinion and read books like people like Catherine Gray. I was going to go and get it off the shelf, but I've just remembered as I turned around, I put like loads of soundproofing over the shelf. But um, Catherine Gray's book, um, The Joy of Being Sober, fantastic resource, and I read lots of other books as well. I told lots of people. So I told loads of people, this is what I was going to do. So there's that accountability there. Here are two weird ones. Um, they may only work for me, but I found them helpful. The first one is I made a video to myself. So on the day that I stopped, I made a video to myself reminding me what it was that I wanted to move away from. Now, I know this might slightly contradict what I said earlier on, but bear with me. The reason I made this video is because I knew, thinking ahead, that there would probably be some point in the future where, am I, where I might think, what's the harm? Why don't I just do the thing that I said I wasn't going to do? What this video does is it reminded me of the frame of mind I was in at the point at which I wanted to stop it. The other thing I did, which is more weird, <laughs> I took a photo of my face every day. Now, okay, that is definitely weird. But if you think about it, you take a photo of your face every day as you go on the journey, whether it's fitness, whether it's eating, whether it's relationships, what, literally whatever it is. Once you see 10 images of you over this journey, 20, 30, 100 images over you, and actually those 100 versions of me or 300 versions of me or the end of a year, 365 versions of me will have failed in what they're doing and I don't want to let them down. So you're reminding yourself of the you that you don't want to let down. So you can try that and take a photo of your face every day. The main one for me was about thinking ahead. And remember what we said earlier about not just focusing on what you want to stop doing, but what you're moving towards. Once I started enjoying the lifestyle that I got, I documented what was better about my life now. And I focused on those things. So 
you know, I can go anywhere, anytime and not worry about whether I'm going to drive or to have to plan public transport. Financially, I'm better off. I've got the money in my account. I can see that money there. And that, it's quite helpful when you move in house. Um, my exercise, my activity moved away from something that I was doing to myself to kind of get rid of weight or whatever. And it started turning into something I was actually enjoying doing. I was looking forward to going out running. And after this, the initial tricky period, I started enjoying this new lifestyle. And I stopped missing the thing that I was giving up. Um, so focusing on what's better about your life and being real tangible about it. I've talked about gratitude journaling and journaling in general. Really, really powerful. Every day I write something down that I'm happy about in that respect. And in it, with this particular one, it was, you know, I haven't had a drink for two days, haven't had a drink for seven days, haven't had a drink for 30 days, haven't had a drink for six months. On December the 31st this year, I'll be two years sober, two years, not a single drop of alcohol. Apart from the brandy mince pies that Lisa tried to get me to eat at Christmas, but I got in quick and said, no, thank you. So anyway, like I said, it doesn't matter what the habit is that you want to change. I'm not telling you, you have to stop drinking alcohol. But if you've got habits you want to change, then um, I thoroughly recommend those things. Have a plan, have some accountability and some support. Use multiple tools, lots of different tools. Have different mechanisms to support. And then also focus on what you're gaining from it and document that and keep reminding yourself about what's good about what you're gaining. If you've got habits you actually want to change, it's likely that we've shared a resource on them in the other 75 episodes we've got here at the podcast. So here's the thing. In the gap between Christmas and New Year, if, if that's when you're listening, um, have a listen and you can scroll through. They're all on sharppodcast.com. One word, two Ps. And so, for example, there's a great trio of episodes, episodes 51, 52 and 53. We look specifically at New Year habits, New Year goals and New Year routines. But we have covered so much in the past four years. We've covered habits, systems, self-care, routines, being happy. We've chatted to successful people about how they do this stuff. We've looked at goals, email, sleeping, schedules. We've asked what's wrong with the worst productivity? What's wrong with a positive attitude? We've looked at checklists, getting stuck. We've looked at lots of different tools for getting more things done, like Pomodoro, Todoist, GTD, Trello, Alpen and Mind Maps. We've worked out how to say no to stuff. We've looked at planning our day. We've looked at being happy again. We've looked at being happy quite a few times. Happy and joy are important things. Um, we've looked at problem solving, time management, helping our brain, memory, perfectionism, meetings, public speaking. We've talked about how to do calendars really well. We've looked at dealing with change. That's quite a relevant one at the moment. Um, we've looked at cognitive biases, work-life balance, and looked at meditation. Flipping heck, if you can't find a solution to something in there for something you want to get better at, it's possible the solution doesn't exist. Who knows what 2022 is going to look like? I really hope that your 2022 is so much better for you than 2021. For us here at Sharp Podcast, I don't know what 2022 is going to be like yet. Um, I haven't done that piece of work to decide where we're moving with the podcast. And there's really only one way for you to find out. Stay subscribed. Keep listening. In the meantime, I hope you have a great Christmas. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, if you've been with us a long time, thank you for, for continuing to subscribe and listen. If you're a new subscriber, hello. <laughs> hello to new subscribers. Whether you're new or you've been around for ages, keep sharing because sharing is caring. Have a fantastic Christmas. Have a fantastic 2022. 
I look forward to sharing the contents of my brain with you in 2022. Um, I hope next year is better. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Take care of yourself. See you soon. Bye-bye. We hope that you enjoyed what you've just listened to. Have a look at the show notes for the episode. They're at sharppodcast.com, one word, two Ps. And there you'll see the links, resources that we used, and there's reminders there to help you get better at what we talked about. So now this is where you can help us. You can share our episodes on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. And another free way you can support is to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher app. Thanks for your help. It's really appreciated. Bye-bye.